Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that from this point onward will save time by cutting off the last three letters of our names. Trust me, it works. I'm Joss, the Dungeon Master. Yeah, my actual name is Joshua, so I get short shortened down but and i'm all, i'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts we have dan here your name is still relatively unchanged yeah but can you imagine if you did it the other way and my name was yeah yeah i mean i guess like, i can see it i mean i don't know the iel is kind of a biblical thing so i mean your name would be like extra biblical then yeah it's just the suffix yeah but but you, you, you just say it with, like, the nasally part of your mouth. Like, eel! Eel. <laughs> eel. Oh, you could be four eels in an octopus. No, I'm just one eel in depression. <laughs> oh. <so. laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, moving on from there, Jan is here. And I don't really know how to pronounce that. How is that pronounced exactly? Is it Jan... Jane, Jane, Jane. Uh, I'm just gonna say that it's Jane, but with two ends, because that's that's the time that we're in right now. Um, because they wanted their daughter to have the name Jane, but they wanted to make it different, so it's two ends. Oh man, yeah. They should have spelled it with a D at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have. Jane unchanged. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was dumb. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't funny. Well, speaking of not funny, Nathan's still not here. And uh, much like me, his actual name is a little bit longer than his nickname. So his name's kind of normal when you shorten it. But um, he should be back with us next week. Um, we'll see how that goes. And you'll know, well, next week when you listen to the episode. But moving on from there. Jizz here too, and he's been reduced to a single letter, or more like a like a single sound. Yeah, but the way you said that, and <laughs> eh, never mind, I won't, I won't. What I won't. you you didn't like the plural? Like, well, your name is J. So yeah, if yeah. I have to well, it wasn't plural; S, it was possessive. But well, possess, well, possessive, whatever. It's a, it's a no. Don't worry, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. You can you yeah. can say jizz all you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't don't want to get on Jizz's bad side. Yeah, you don't. It feels weird being one letter, but I've been in worse situations, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Got an example of a, a worse situation? Well, you could probably ask our our next guest. He he puts me in a lot of them. Ah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, That's we can move fair. on from that because finally we have. Who no longer has a name because he's only two letters to begin with. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's a little freeing, um, but it's also a little worrying because now, in a way, I I don't have a name, but now I have all the names, and it's it's no, a lot no, to. Te- no, no, l- listen to me. You technically don't have any name now. Well, right, but that means I could have any name as well. So in a way, I have all names. <sighs> No, here, Guys, no, let's name him. No, here, so, so, everyone help me. Everyone tell why he has no name anymore. Your name is Apple Juice now. That's is one of the though? names, yeah. It's one of the names I could have. No, no. The, the whole point behind this is to save time by cutting out letters. 
That's true. It's oh, true. Okay. So like I, I get the premise behind that because right now AJ, sorry, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I slipped out. Never mind. The bit's over. How you do this, AJ? You no, gotta you keep just... your letters. I'm sick of it. <laughs> you know what? This is dumb. This I is win. dumb. Everyone, you I get your win. letters back. Everyone has their regular name. Yes, AJ wins. Oh, I I just want to call him Apple Juice. Uh-huh. You can call him Apple Juice all you want. No, no, you can't. App- nope. Apple Juice. No, you're fired. Man, I I feel like if I call you Apple Juice, I have to give you a hug right after. No. Apple Juice. No, no, I'm gonna so, kill Gunner. Just ima- now. Imagine my hands around. I'm gonna you. kill Gunner now. This is what you've done. No. Well, fine. Well, if you kill Gunner, then I'll have a lot more time to hug you. Oh, god dang it! <laughs> just mm, do the episode. <laughs> All right, well, now that we're... It's probably a good thing that we're cutting the intro short since we can't save time by cutting off letters of, off of our names. I just, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm just too used to talking to you guys by your uh, regular names, so... Yeah, l- l- let me short my catchphrase. I dirty. <laughs> yeah, <he> dirty. <laughs> we adventure. After recap. Oh, okay. I didn't know if anyone was going to say oh, anything else. Uh, I thought you were going to no. do the recap. <laughs> I'll just ju- I'll just jump right into the recap then. Okay, okay. So last episode, our adventurers tried to make their way into the uh, cave ahead of them that would lead them to the tomb of the legendary hero Anita Kalnish. Once they did, they encountered an elderly man who literally didn't pose much of a threat at all, but told them that he would only allow them entrance into his cave if they killed a beast for him something that was causing him trouble and messing things up in general so our adventurers set out to kill this creature and when they did so it turned out to be an illusion a test of some sort and when they returned to the cave the old man was no longer there and then after solving a brief puzzle our adventurers prepared themselves to continue their venture into the cave. So we will rejoin them in this scene. Our adventurers are in a small cavern with a chasm running right through the middle of it with a small flow of water just violently making its way through the riverbed at a rate faster than you would normally expect. And there are torches on the walls in a circle all around them, bathing the room in a dull orange glow. And across from the chasm, they can see an opening in the wall that leads to some sort of stone construction, one that currently lies beyond their reach. So what are our adventurers going to do now? Well, Theo is going to quickly toss a rock into the river while Aegon is catching his breath from whatever because now you can't stop him. <laughs> yeah, you throw the rocket and it just tumbles down with the incredibly low level of water. You feel if you did get to the bottom, even with its really like shallow depth, it would sweep you off your feet and knock you prone, and you oh. would have a really hard time getting back up. Gotcha. See, Aragon, I just saw it the rock right there. This thing is way too fast. We can't go into it. That's what I was trying to see. Mm, fascinating for you, yeah. What? Had I known <laughs> you could just go and do that, that was your plan, 
that's fine, but I thought you were going to get into the river and I thought you were going to die. Hmm, how about that? Yeah, how about that? Well, next time you just say what you're going to do. Is it being all mysterious and weird about it and then being mean to me? <laughs> what? Where are you going? You're just walking Listen, away from Gunner, me. Gunner, do you have any plans about this? Do you think we are can get over that Are you seriously ignoring me? The heck? I mean, um, I don't know. I'm trying to see if we have you know, any saying at our disposal. Fine. I'm going to sit in the back. You all do it. I'm clearly wrong about everything. Come on, Duo. Let's just <laughs> let them do it. Fine. Fine. You go ahead. I'm wrong about everything. My world compass is wrong. Oh you guys gosh. are clearly right. You go ahead. Just tell me what to do. He's going to pout. Tuo sending next to Vaz. <laughs> Tuo, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Tuo, not cool. Tuo just look, looks at Fio and, like, cuddles up next to Vaz. Oh, man. She's giving him some really good air, like, some really good behind-the-ear scratches, though. So, like, it's not really his fault. This is yeah. garbage, and you just know that I'm not actually <laughs> mad at Vaz right now. Garbage, Tuo. Garbage. All right, well, Gunner, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, Vez, do do you think you could just, you know, hop on across? Because you're all, you know, crazy cool and you're flippy, flippity dips. My flippity dips. Um, well, now that we've gotten rid of the extra gravity, um, I, I, I think I probably can, yeah. Um... How far is it across, exactly? It is 10 feet at the narrowest. Yeah, because she can... It is like can... a 20-foot drop. Well, I have slow fall, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, oh, where? Sorry. I know I have a thing that allows me to jump further. Step of the wind. Yeah, that one. But I was trying to look it up really fast, and it was not fast enough. Here, I know what we could do. We could tie off a rope to to this stalactite. Josh, is this a, a stalactite? Or no, no. Yes, there, there's like a, stalagmite. a column. There's a, okay, column a column that has been formed by a stalagmite and a stalactite, like, mating. I don't know what the term is. I think it's just column. <laughs> nice. And there's another <laughs> one on the other side, I think, Aegon sees, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. So um, well, what we could do is we could tie a rope around this, and then Vez could jump across and tie off on the other side, and we could we could shimmy across that rope. I think that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Theo, is that okay with you? He's not answering. He just chucks a rope on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. And she's like, "Who wants to help me tie this? Because if we're using intelligence, um." Oh, I got you. Don't worry. I'm a very intelligent boy. Okay. <laughs> I like no thing to, to, Theo gets up to help, but Aegon accidentally moves his way, so he can't get to the rest of the group. <laughs> oh my god, he's getting so frustrated right now. <laughs> he just balls up his fists and just steps back, and he's just gonna wait. He's just gonna yeah. wait. He's not gonna say anything. <laughs> so Aegon will tie off a part of the rope to, to the column on this side. And... Oh... Oh, man, that was really good. I got a natural 20 on that. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, so he ties a nice, strong knot. This is very upsetting for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here I go, and yeah, she's going to... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, Vez. Oh. I want to make sure that my guidance is all up to date on you. Here, yeah. So that you can tie a really good <laughs> knot over there. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, the two of you get to the edge of the, the ravine... And you cast Guidance on Vez, and she feels empowered. Now she can 
make her jump and then immediately tie the knot before it wears off. Yeah, yeah like so she'll okay, she'll spend a key point to use um, <clears throat> step of the wind, and that doubles her jumping distance. Okay. So, so can I just... become like twenty feet now. Your jumping distance is basically your strength score, Janelle. Uh, then it would be sixteen feet. Okay, I that's guess. still that's still enough. You need fifteen to get over the. Yeah, and she can run, so that would add some, right? No, that's, that's with that's running. That's assuming you have a yeah. running start. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then, yeah, she's gonna go do her thing and jump, and then use the guidance to tie a good knot. Okay, yeah. so give me an intelligence check with a sleight of hand. How much do I add with guidance? Sorry. That's a D four. Okay. Okay, so. Well, that's good. So that'll be, with both of those, that'll be 16, which is good because I rolled a 12 on the die. So I don't know how good that would have been, but the <laughs> plus four really helps. So Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're. it's nice and tight. Now you guys can shimmy your way across the rope to the other side. Man, look so, at how smooth yay. things are going. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! So you guys going to, first of all, remember, you guys have to leave this rope here. So that's no longer right. in your inventory. Yeah, and then also everyone's going to have to give me an athletics check using strength to get across. Or you can use acrobatics. I was going to say, can it be rope. acrobatics? It can be acrobatics. <laughs> I'll let you do a tightrope walk. But this is a higher DC than it is to just climb a regular rope. So instead of a DC 5, it's going to be a DC 10. Oh, that's fine. If you, do, if you use acrobatics... Acrobatics or strength. Okay. Well, Just Gunner, it's so Gunner, awkward. Gunner is going to go first because um, acrobatics is... There, there is no one better at acrobatics than Gunner. Yeah, so I got a natural 20 plus 10. That's a 30. <laughs> oh my a- Aegon doesn't even need like a tightrope walker's bar. He just, <laughs> just runs across. Yeah, d- d- does like a little cartwheel. Oh man! You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. Tuo looks at the rope, oh, and no. Tuo is gonna try to go next. Tuo, no, Tuo, no, Tuo, no, 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 no. That's that's not hey, for you. Why don't you give Tuo an acrobatics or an athletics check to make their way across the rope? No, dogs Just... can't climb across a rope. Yeah, he can. Just no. He, he, look, he, he looks at you with his sword in his mouth, and he's like, let me do this. <laughs> yeah. no, he can carry a sword in his mouth. Of course he can cross the rope. That doesn't mean he can climb across a goddamn rope. He doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> he can't grab things. He doesn't things. need him. Dogs can he do tight ropes. Well, I don't, know if no, you, I don't even know if you can carry him, because you're already uh, carrying Jasper. Well, so I was going to ask you this, Josh. Um, well, do, well, not you. I was going to ask the rest of the group, does anybody else have rope? But uh, first, I was going to ask... Who else had rope on them? Does anybody else uh, have rope on them? Probably everybody has something. Because typically everybody starts. Are you? I have an explorer's pack. Well, which go- I... Going with the theme, Tua's getting tired of waiting and deliberating. So yeah. he's going to go across no, the road. No, Josh, Tua, no, come go. on. Go, no, they can. Go. Go. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. He'll no, just stand on I his little doggy God, feet. No. He'll stand on he, his he little doggy feet. Video, and he's going to run across. Yeah, look at that. Janelle mm. posted a video. What does that the mean? Dogs can type. Dogs can do type rope. That's going to be a 14. He's fine. Oh, hype. He did it. Yeah, there you go. So he runs across. 
And he looks yeah. he looks back at, at uh, Fio and he lets out a small bark. You're lucky you didn't yep. die. That's horse crap. It was fine, Fio. Now look, I'm gonna do it too. Aegon, quit giving me crap. Are you gonna cast guidance on yourself before you do it? No, he doesn't even need it. I don't even need guidance, Theo. Look. Aegon, I'm getting sick of your crap. Look at that. I, I rolled I rolled a 10 on the dot. Let's <laughs> go. He almost slips and falls and dies. So he, he goes across, he almost falls off, but he gets he gets enough momentum to fling himself forward and he hits the other side. Easy. I just want to say right now, 2-0. You got lucky. You could have died. I had a simple way to make sure you would have been fine. This is bullcrap. Waiting on you, Fio. They're my friends. They're my friends. They're my friends. Okay. Um, pretty worried about this myself. I mean, he's good at the checks. He's good. He's good at the checks, which means that honestly, as long as he doesn't get like a. Like a th- like. Don't less say than a th- it. Just roll. Don't. Long- no, say I'm gonna it. say it. I'm gonna say it. As long oh as he doesn't God. get less than a three, if he gets a one or a two, he's screwed. However, oh, you're screwed now. You're screwed. <laughs> okay. Um, what I'm gonna do is uh, uh, honestly, I think it's a little <laughs> meta, but I think Fio is is just frustrated and is dumb. If we keep saying he's like taking too long, so like, fine, I'm coming. And he's just gonna he's gonna go into a he's gonna stand back like like 10, 15 feet away from the columns just, and he's gonna go into a rage and he's just gonna run for it and just rage climb across this thing as fast Wait, as possible. See, okay, you're you're using a rage then. Yes. And he's going back oh so doesn't actually do anything, so now he gets advantage on this. Cause he gets advantage on strength and athletics checks. Yeah. So he's doing this. A little meta, but then also he's just so frustrated this whole thing because it's just dumb. And so he's doing that. Okay, he's okay. He's okay. He got like a like an 18 or something. Whew. Okay. So he makes it across. He just rage climbs and then he's done. He's like, there, I'm here. Happy? Let's go. Oh, good job, Vio. Yeah, good good job, Vio. Proud of you. He doesn't pay you any attention, nor Aegon. <laughs> That's all right. Aegon wasn't looking for his attention. <laughs> his eyes slowly don't stop glowing and he gets back to his old self and gets rid of the rage they're my friends they're my friends Tuo does walk over to Fio and he looks up at him he looks like he is very proud of himself for crossing the rope on his own <sighs> he, he just pats him on the head once he doesn't want to say he's a bad dog because he did a good job but he doesn't like that he did something without waiting for Fio Tuo Tuo's tail stops wagging, and he watches Fio walk away after only a single head pat. Man, betrayal. His sword droops just a little bit. He shouldn't be holding his sword in his mouth. It's got to be uncomfortable. (laughs) He has a holster. Have you seen how often dogs will just carry stuff around, AJ? I know, but this is heavy. It's like he has a a sheath. Whatever. It's called called comedy, AJ. I wouldn't expect you to understand. Yeah, AJ. Oh, no. Anyway. That's mean. So you <laughs> you continue forward and you get to the open area at the other end of the cavern and it opens up into a small room. It's kind of trapezoidal in shape. You walk in, the walls behind you are normal, but then they extend outward and then angle inward until they reach a point. And in the center of the room is a set of stairs 
that descend into the darkness below and they kind of end right at the point of the room and they just extend downward can i look uh can i look around the room like what what do the walls and stuff look like okay yeah why don't you give me a perception check okay uh 17 okay so as you approach before you get into the room you see there is a strange slit in the far wall and you just catch a slight glint oh. of like reflective material oh oh be careful everybody it looks like there's a little sneaky business going on here after aegon points it out it does it look like if we crawled, whatever would shoot out? Do you, I mean, does it look like it's angled so it would go over us? It's about five feet off the ground. Yeah, so I think Gunner's like, okay, well, hope, hopefully this works and I don't die, but um, I'm, I'm going to do a shimmy. And Gunner's going to drop prone. Oh, wait, and wait of... Gunner, let the rest of us do that too first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm getting prone here. <laughs> All right, so you guys all go prone, and Gunner, as you crawl forward, give me a perception check. Okay. That is a 11. Ooh, okay. So Gunner walks forward, and crawl. suddenly he feels a clunk under him. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he has stepped on a pressure plate that extends the entirety of the hallway leading into this room. And on the far end, suddenly a spinning blade erupts from the wall and just starts slicing through the air immediately above the staircase. Holy crap. Oh. Is it launching out of it, or is it just like slicing it down? <laughs> no, it's like on an arm, and it extends out, and it is completely preventing any access to the staircase. Awesome. Okay, see... What I thought was going to happen was a spear was going to shoot out, and since we're crawling, it was going to go. Yeah, that was fair. Yeah. But no, there is this blade that is extended outward and is preventing any passage down the staircase. I mean, can we can we break it? I mean, it's just spinning. If we jab any number of things into the mechanisms, that'd probably do something. Let's see if I got anything to deal with this. Can we see the mechanism? I mean, yeah, you can see it, like, extending out from the wall. So, sorry, I'm trying to, like, visualize this. So, it's blocking off the staircase, but how is... Is it, like, straight line with the mechanism connecting it into the wall, or how... I mean, Janelle, you, you can see the map, right? Maybe I'm not up far enough. Oh, there we go. Okay. I see what you mean. So, this is on the wall above the staircase, and it's... Po- Pointing out horizontally. How's I didn't have a I didn't have a preset that covers the whole thing. Technically, it's like oh, it's a big enormous. Okay, I understand now. I just did. I didn't have a template that extended far enough. But I, that, I, that's I understand. I got gotcha. you. Well, so would a, someone be able to shoot an arrow to the back and hit the mechanism? Oh, or you know what would be cool? Gunner, you could jump on top of it and ride it and then, like, stick something in. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be minced meat, though. Um, hmm. Well, you'd be on top of it, though. 
mean, I can still try and stick something in. I just... But what do we even have? Yeah, now Gunner does have some magical arrows. So I'm assuming because they're magical, they're a bit sturdier. He's thinking maybe he can find try and find a point to jam one of those in there. Yeah, Gunner looks at it and he thinks he can see a spot where he can shoot it, but it's not going to be an easy shot. Hmm. You feel like you feel like it would be easier if he got close, but there'd be more risk. Uh, can uh, Aegon do an investigation check to see if he can figure out a way to turn it off? Yeah, sure. Oh, hype. Let's go. Alrighty. I'm good at investigation. That's a 22. So Aegon looks at the trap as it spins above the stairs and he looks at Gunner and he thinks that maybe if Gunner gets off the pressure plate, it'll retract. Wait, <laughs> really? Gunner, try, Gunner, try stepping off of the pressure plate. Gunner takes a step back. And the blade retracts. Oh my god. I don't understand what the point <laughs> of this trap is. Um, this is but okay. <laughs> yeah, Gunner's gonna try to take a step over the pressure plate and see what that does. Okay, give me a perception check. Oh my god, it's all <laughs> There's pressure There's gonna plates. be a pressure plate that pushes it further into you now. Alright, that's a there's a that's an eighteen. Okay, so Gunner's getting ready to step over and he notices there is a second pressure plate directly oh in front of the other one. It's all pressure plates. <laughs> yeah, oops, all pressure plates. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thunk. Holy crap, dude. This is a clever trap. I would say I love this. This is great. Yeah, Gunner wants the blade to come out so we can continuously viciously mock it until it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels bad about itself and it goes home for the day. I don't, I don't think that's how it works, but you know, good on you. Hmm. <laughs> so it looks like this trap was intended to take down overconfident yeah. robbers. That's a smart one. Well, is it is it all pressure plates? If we maybe just crawl around and throw some rocks around to see what happens, and they just stay back far enough? Yeah, I mean, well, why not? Go ahead and try. What seriously? We're gonna do my idea. Well, I don't know if rocks would set off the pressure plates though. Well, let's test it with this. We'll go grab like a you know like a hand sized rock and kind of place it in the pressure plate in front of them. It doesn't activate. Ah, all right. Yeah, probably not one rock. Hmm. I mean. If you guys hang on, I, I mean, I've got pretty good constitution. If anything else happens, I'm, I'm pretty good. I can take a hit. I mean, I can take all my stuff off, put everything down, and I could just kind of push around, try to activate, see what activates or not, laying on the ground. Yeah, why don't you go in there and see if you can, you know, break some stuff? I mean, that or, or we could try to make it so these things don't press down. Can you do that? Like, can we, like, put some shims in the side or something? That is something you can do. However, when you do put the shims down, usually you go with the assumption that it works, and then if it doesn't work, well, whoever goes first activates the trap. Hmm. 
trying to yeah. See. How, how how does one make shims, or is that just you just take you just take crap and you shove it into the side? <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, we can that's literally all it is. You just make you so the plate doesn't go down. Yeah, all you would need to do is like take one of our torches and just like take an axe or something, just take making slices of wood. Yeah, it, it, it's thin. like it's classic. It's classic old D and D. That is, I think it's actually Tomb of Horrors, or there are like some other old adventures that are just like, yeah, if the adventure is like just shove wood in there, then the trap doesn't activate. Now, Fio has hammer and nails with him. We could try to put some nails into it, or or like use metal and stuff. It's a little more tougher than just slices of wood. It's, so like. It's, it's stone. Well, yeah, but if there's a slot on the side for it to go down. You can put metal in there to make it tougher. Like t- metal has a, a more like a stronger coefficient of friction, I I think, than than some well, wood that we could get off of the torch. I mean, at the very least, you have a hammer, so that already I think is a help. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Yeah. Whatever AJ doesn't want to do is what the rest of the group wants to do. That's no. Good. I, That's a good point. I vote. For, I vote for shims. <laughs> yeah. Love you, AJ. <laughs> yeah, let's let's try to shim it up then. Shimmy, shimmy time. All right. So who's gonna do the shimming? Oh, Gunner seems like he'd be good at that. He's proficient with thieves' tools. Yeah. What what kind of like what type of skill set or like what expertise would sleight of hand using probably thieves' tools. So that's like the standard for disabling traps. It's all on you, Gunner. Okay, well, I do have proficiency in thieves' tools, and I think I'm the only one with proficiencies in thieves' tools. So, do you have thieves' tools? Yeah, I tools? guess I. Of, of course, yeah. I've I've used them before. He has. So make sure you have them with you. Just say. <laughs> you asked if I had well, a shovel. Always here, Dan- Daniel, make your roll. Okay. That is a 23. Okay. You're good. You're able to shim the pressure plate in place so that it will not move. Yeah. Okay. So now we got to do the next one. Give me a second. There we go. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. But only, well, I think only one person should step on it at a time just, just to be safe. That's a good yeah, idea. I agree with that. Yeah, and, uh, Gunner, keep up the good work, and hey, gonna pat him on the back and give him some guidance <laughs> for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, using combination of thieves' tools and the hammer and guidance, Gunner will move forward and do it again. Yeah. All righty. So that is okay. Another good one. That is a add everything up. Oh, what do you know? Another twenty-three. Okay, so Gunner is able to shim the second pressure plate, and as he does so, he notices on the walls to the left and the right, um, there are a bunch of small holes (laughs) that would have probably fired something very nasty if that pressure plate had been activated. (laughs) Gunner's like, oh god. Uh, well, uh, we may have been in. Uh, we may have got more than what we bargained for, so I guess it worked out then. Um, so Gunner wants to step forward, and then he wants to carefully look over the stairs to see if there's any any pressure plates he can see. Yeah, give me a perception check. Okay. 
Okay, well that one wasn't so great. That was that's a seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Gunner can't. Trust can't see. Trust your gut, Gunner. We believe. Trust your, uh, trust your gut while it's still inside you. Yeah. I I want a second opinion. Oh, um, here. Oh, oh, I can do it. I can do it. That's not how it works, Daniel. No, no. Now here, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a second opinion for him. No, no, no. no. Nope, See, look, not, that's not, you don't know nope. what Aegon's gonna do as a second opinion, Josh. <laughs> oh, is, is Aegon talking to Josh now? Yeah. He's talking. To <laughs> <Aegon>. <laughs> you don't know what he's gonna do as a second opinion, so just let him do a second opinion. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my foot down. You, no. Huh? Well, Aegon no. is going to do a second opinion anyway, and Gunnar's going to come back, and Aegon's going to step onto the stairs. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Aegon steps onto the stairs, and he feels his foot oh, give way. Hype. See, look at that second opinion. As, as the old, old stone stair crumbles just a little bit under him, and he staggers, <laughs> but oh it's, it's, just an, it's just an old stair. Josh, See? you suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that. He didn't know what kind of second opinion Aegon was going to give. <laughs> yeah, that's some it. second opinion. Oh, I scared it. I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and I guess, so I guess we proceed one by one up the stairs. Down. Down the, the stairs. stairs. Down the stairs. Yeah. Yes. You guys are able to make it across the dual pressure plates and you descend down the stairs into another room. It is very similar to the room you are in at the moment, but it's mirrored. So the point in the room is behind you and then it kind of opens up and then narrows down into a hallway ahead of you. So our adventurers are now in this small room. They see there is a stone passage heading straight forward to a pair of giant brass doors. They're about 15 feet high and 5 feet wide each. It's, it's like a double door system, so 10 feet wide, 15 feet uh, tall. And it's got some ornate patterns on it. Um, and then additionally, to the left and the right, about halfway down the stone tunnel, you can see there are two offshoot tunnels heading to the left and the right from your current position. And as you make your way through this ruin, you kind of start to get a feel for the architecture, and you realize it's of elven make. Honestly, it as you progress forward, you begin to realize it is almost just like the architecture below Deer Hamin's. But unlike those ruins, this is not crumbling. This looks like it was built within the last year or two. But you know it's not. It's old. But it hasn't degraded. It hasn't crumbled. It is still fresh and preserved. Oh, boy. So can someone pull out a big walking stick and just, like, poke all the tiles? <laughs> we need to no, get remember, a remember, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the perception check before you step on a pressure plate. So. Okay. Yeah. Don't remember. remember, you get that regardless, so it doesn't matter if you consistently check. Yeah. Don't worry, Daniel. Aegon will lead. He's not afraid. He's fearless. Oh, God. <laughs> so Aegon... You really... I think, first of all, what Aegon wants to do is he wants to approach the doors, that the double doors that he sees at the end of the hallway. You don't want to pick okay. around the, the sideways? No, he doesn't right. even care. He's what? not even going to okay. look. He's like an action hero. Are you kidding? Oh my god. No, Theo definitely kidding. is going to be looking, walking with All right, him. So yeah, so Aegon proceeds straight up to these 
bronze doors. And he, as he gets closer, he sees the intricate designs have a lot of tree imagery. Um, down the middle of the two doors, combining the two doors, they almost seem to be showing like a single tree image. It kind of branches out on the top and the branches spread outward to the tops of the doors, forming some sort of tree top. And then they extend below to the bottom half of the doors and they seem to be some sort of mirrored root system, almost like the classic like Idrisil symbol you'd see in like Norse art. Um, listeners, if you don't know what that looks like, look it up yourself. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but in addition to this, Aegon sees there's an engraving at the bottom that looks like a classical Hemerillon dragon, um, just with uh, wings and legs, kind of like more of a wyvern look. And then up at the top, there's another dragon of a similar build echoed in the uh, upper leaves of the tree. And there's also lettering going across the middle with a verse on it. And it says, With our past burned away, we take flight on wounded wings. Before we die, we all cry. Please burn it away, all such things. And what script is this in? What language and script? Um, it seems to be in Elvish. Okay. Old, old, archaic Elvish. Interesting. Uh, as Fio catches up to Aegon, can he take a look down each of the hallways to the side in the middle of the of their passageway? Yes. So Fio's taking some time, and he's checking the perimeter, and he sees on the left and the right... The two pathways lead down hallways that go about 20 feet. They look like they open up a bit about halfway down into alcoves. And then at the end of each of the hallways appears they seem to open up into small rooms. Hmm. Okay, he'll he'll not whisper, but he'll like try to quietly tell the rest of the groups so he's not yelling. But uh, he'll let them know as well. Uh, he'll also ask Aegon... What, what do you see up there? Can we get in, or what's up? Oh, uh, I'm guessing it's locked. I don't know, okay. you heard the dungeon master narrate the whole thing, so... Um, <laughs> oh my the god, Joel, you're getting a little, you're getting a little I'm sorry, too I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> uh, the what? Are Josh, you okay? I'm, I'm assuming it's it's dark in here too, right? Yes, there, there's no natural light okay. down here. Well, realizing that, Aegon uh, walks back to Vez and asks... Uh, Vez, do, would, would you like me to cast light on something of yours so that you can see? Um, yeah, I don't want to burn a lot of key points right now, so I think that would be good. Okay, here, uh, I'll cast light on your, uh, weapon. My fist? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, here, my staff. I yeah. guess she just has her staff. That's what I mean, yet. your staff. <laughs> there, now it's like a torch. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That's all I want to do. Someone else can take over now. Uh, so, so, so what? What was the riddle again? We gotta burn something. Um, it says, "With our past burned away, we take flight on wounded wings. Before we die, we all cry. Please burn away all such things." Okay, so we need to. It sounds like they're funeral pyres, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think Gunner is going to start moving down the left hallway. 
Okay. It's gonna so as Gunner walks forward, he gets to the two alcoves and he sees on his left and his right, there are two empty braziers made of the same um, brass as the door. Hmm. Okay. I think Gunner notes the braziers and he's going to continue down the hallway until he gets to the end. Oh. Okay. When you walk into the room, give me a perception check. Ooh. Uh, that's an 11. Y- yeah, babe. Oof. So Gunner walks into the room <laughs> and suddenly runes on the floor ignite beneath him and send up a burst of fire. Great. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, you can do it. You're fine. Uh, See, I'm normally good at these, but I got a two in the die, so that's a (laughs) nine. Oh, no. No, so Gunner is going to take the full brunt. Karma. What? There's nothing there's nothing so I could have done. 18 fire damage to Gunner Great. as this rune just ignites beneath him. And he leaps back and he sees the runes begin to like settle down, but now he notices them engraved in the floor right at the doorway. So he knows he can step over them. It's just if he steps on them. Watch, he steps over them and he activates another pressure plate. (laughs) Yeah, Gunner Gunner walks back and goes, okay, I got burned. Something else can have a turn. I'm I'm taking time out. Gunner, are you okay? Holy crap. No, I'm I'm not. It hurt really bad, so I'm going to stay here for a minute. I was on fire. Yeah, 2-0 leaps up and starts licking at his hair and puts out, like, the last little, like, flame that's still burning his hair away. Good boy, good boy. Uh, yeah, I think I think Phil will go back, seeing that it's a fire-related thing. So he'll he'll notice the braziers, and then he'll keep going. And then he's going to lightly step over the area that got lit up uh, to kind of peek in to see what's on either end of the hallway that uh, Gunner tried to see into. Okay, yeah. So he'll walk into a small room. It's a very long room. It's about ten feet wide and twenty-five feet deep. And this doorway opens up right into the middle of it. And on Theo's immediate left, on the south side of the room, he sees some sort of stone altar. But it's got, like, the bottom hollowed out. So it's got, like, an alcove in it. And he sees there's some stuff in this alcove. Uh, Getting closer to it, does it seem, just by looking at it, does it seem like... uh just because he's noticed the braziers before, does it seem like it's like like um, something that can burn? Is it something that's like set up for a fire? Because it, it sounds like they need to make fire. Maybe this is another thing they need to do. So the altar itself almost looks like it's been scorched. Like there's like a thin layer of charcoal on it, but like feels like up against it and he like touches it lightly and the charcoal just comes off in his hands. And he looks at the stuff under and he sees scales the size of his hand scales. at the bottom of this altar. They're very dull gray, but they still seem to shine, and they are completely devoid of any of the charcoal or burn marks of the altar around them. Hmm. Okay. That's weird. 
And it doesn't seem to be like a source of the of the kind of charcoal. It just seems the whole thing just seems to be covered in that kind of dust, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, he'll, he'll report back, let him know what he sees on that side, and then he's going to go to the, the other side of the hallway. Same thing, trying to be careful of traps and such. Okay. Uh, now, he's, now that he knows so what he to go- look for. So he goes down the mirrored hallway, and since he's looking for them, give me a perception check with advantage. Ah, but it's dark, and he only has regular dark vision, so he still has regular. That's right, you've got (laughs) regular. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Take take an inspiration point. thank you. Joel? (laughs) Never mind. Well, yeah, so, it's fine, you, so you cause... would have you would have disadvantage because you have disadvantage with dark vision, but you have advantage because you know what you're looking for. Okay, well, it's a it's still okay because the first die he rolled was an 18, so that's like a 21. Okay, so yeah, you see similar runes carved into the floor. Okay, cool. same ones that Gunner stepped on. So you walk right over them, and you walk into a room that is a perfect mirror of the other room, complete with a burned altar. But instead of scales at the base of this altar, there's this weird leathery material. It's in sheets ranging from five inches to maybe seven inches wide, just kind of tattered. And you look at it, it's almost like a, I guess, kind of a leathery material how, how many pieces are there uh there are four four and then on the other side where you found the scales same four or no four four scales okay um he's gonna report back to them and let them know the same thing and he's gonna say i oh, oh actually wait shoot was there anything in the braziers or no they're just empty. no the braziers are completely empty okay so he'll say i i don't see anything to light the braziers on fire but i i found those Maybe we're supposed to use those as well. And and I I think maybe that leathery stuff, I think I can catch it on fire because I've been I've been working with it. It seems that I can really concentrate the heat in my hands and and stuff that I I kind of focus on, I can get it to just catch on fire. So maybe I could okay, do something like that. Yeah, maybe you know, you said there's four of them, right? Maybe just put all of those in the um in the in the braziers. Like one of each in each? Yeah, the I mean seems appropriate. Uh, okay. That well, seems do too that. easy, though. I don't know. Maybe we're only supposed to burn one type of stuff. Well, just tell me what to do. I tell you, I just tell me what to do. I'm just throwing out <laughs> potential solutions here. I don't, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I like how so, defeated Fio sounds. I mean, that... we definitely need to burn the leather stuff, right? Because that's if you look at the door, and Vez is like standing in front of the door staring at the words it says to to burn away so they're like flying on these wounded wings and burn it away so like the the leather stuff is more likely to represent the wings right than than the scales would so we at least need to burn that yeah but maybe we do burn both i don't well, know can you burn there's scales? charcoal dust i mean if you get a fire hot enough you can burn almost anything um but, but also, I mean, both had dust on the altars, so it seems like fire's involved either way. Mm. It just feels... I'd feel like we should just put it all in the, in the same, like Gunnar and Aegon said. Or Gunnar okay. said, not Aegon. No, but, Phil, I, I, I think we should start 
start with just burning the leather, you know? We might only get one shot at it, though. If it has to be at the same time, we're kind of screwed. I, I don't I don't see why it has to be at the uh, I don't I see why it, it needs be, to be at the same time. what I'm saying. Oh. Hmm. And if that's the case, well, we're screwed. I mean, we're screwed either way. We just have to pick one, apparently. I just think the numbers match up, and numbers matching makes sense. Well, it could be a trap, though, Phil. You never know. I, th- I think that we should just burn the leather. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, you don't have to, Phil. We all get a say nope, here. No, it's fine. I'm gonna we go all get, get a say no, we here, don't. Phil. Obviously, we don't. He's going to get the leather. Oh my God. What a, <laughs> Poor Phil. What a bad attitude this guy has. He's got the leather. He's going to go back, put one in each. Uh, if anybody wants to do anything else while he's, he's going around adding one to each. Aegon uh, will stand on one side. He'll burn, or he'll he'll burn the ones on one side, and Fio can burn the ones on the other side. Is that what we're doing? Well, does everyone agree? Do, do, what do, what do you guys think? I don't want to just. I'm not do making it. the decisions for the whole group here. I'm just throwing out ideas. <laughs> I've already been burned, so do, I, I I just do it. I'm I'm. Uh, God, I just want the treasure, and I want to go home. Can I have I told you you're greedy? There's so much more here than treasure, though. We're learning so many things. Uh, Vez, do you think we should burn the scales, too? I I just want to make sure. I mean, I think burning them both makes sense, but the the door does only mention the wings, but it says all such things in the end, which could mean both. Well, Josh, quick question Hmm. for you. Do cockatrices and, and the such, do they have scales? Or is it just feathers? No, cockatrices have like a mix of feathers and scales. And you do know cockatrices are a species of beaked wyvern, which are a, like, basically wyverns are to dragons what apes are to humans. I see. Mm-hmm. But do they, so they think- don't have, do they have scales on their wings? On the arms of the wings, yes. Mm-hmm. And feathers, but there there are no feathers here. So, well, based based off of that, feel will we'll pipe up and say, "Well, I mean, we've we've seen scales on like you know cockatrices such who have wings. I mean, I, I mean, it wouldn't be far fetched to say that scales go on that as well. Then fine, bur- burn it burn all. Okay, fine. Burn it all together. On Fio's advice, we will burn it all. This is literally not what I. <laughs> I got. I don't like what you're doing. I'm it's not doing mean. anything. Go get the scales, Fio. Fio just walks off and goes and gets the scales. <laughs> Comes back, one in each, and then he goes back to his other brazers. No, I, I, okay. I got these ones here. Yeah, don't worry. Alright, so you guys have the scales and the leathery pieces in the braziers. Fio has the two in his hallway, and Aegon has the two in his hallway. Mm-hmm. And you put them down, and you ignite them, and the leather ignites immediately and begins to burn and Vez and Gunner see the door ahead of them starts to glow with the recesses of the bronze door glowing as if it's becoming molten and then the scales ignite as well and there is a creaking sound as the two doors both swing open slowly that's so cool. <laughs> what, what do you see there? Did it work? Oh, yeah. The door is opening now. 
and as they open, you can actually see rivers of molten metal are starting to slide down, like down the door and pool next to them. And there's a rush of air and you just smell stagnant air, air that's been trapped in here for God knows how, gods know how long. And you peer in and you see a massive chamber. This chamber is 70 feet deep from your position and 50 feet wide spaced equally along the walls there are these massive outcroppings four of them on each side just kind of each of them supporting some sort of pillar not like a supporting pillar just like a structural artistic one each of them is carved with ornate patterns of dragons and knights and giants all sorts of ancient tales and down the center of this room are three massive fonts each situated equidistant from you to the end of the room they're about five feet off the ground and made of like a sturdy stone that roots them in place but what really catches your interest is at the far end is another set of brass doors much larger than the ones you just opened 10 feet wide and 20 feet tall they have an almost identical illustration of a world tree on them displaying many dragons and giants and humans all across it I I guess we'll start walking in this is pretty epic (laughs) kind of intimidating yeah, gonna let somebody else go first this, first this time. <laughs> uh, Fio, Fio will go first. Yeah, Fio walks over the threshold. He doesn't see anything. In fact, he gets he goes forward and he sees the font in front of him is full of water. One of these big fonts raising in the middle of the room. He uh, he won't step like towards the font yet. He's gonna walk around a little bit to kind of check out stuff. Uh, like check out some of the pillars and things and kind of see what's in the other fonts first before getting too close. Iterating everything that he sees to everybody else. And like feel make his way towards the other font unless somebody else wants to come in and check stuff out. Fez will follow behind, yeah. Gunner will walk in. We all going. We all going. So you all walk in and Fio's looking at all these fonts and all of them are just full of water. One sans serif. It's crazy. Get it? Because it's, it's a font. Oh. Sans okay. serif font. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it, AJ. Does this big door have writing on it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, a fourth fo- type of font. Gunner can't read Elvish, so... <laughs> so yeah, Gunner walks <laughs> up to the big door, get. and he sees there's some script on it, and he reads it, and... He realizes he doesn't understand what it says. <laughs> oh, so that, that's where the bathroom is here. <laughs> right? Why are they asking about my health insurance? <laughs> that's a weird question. Oh. Vez will join him to go actually read the script, maybe. And, and Josh, did you say all the fonts have water in them? Yes, they're all full of water. And Vez goes up to the door, and she sees there are verses on this door as well. And the verses read, They will not extinguish our fires. They will not 
destroy our spirits. We will prevail. We will not fade into the dark. Why don't you guys all give me a history check? 202. Gotcha. Not 2 <laughs> Even if 2 knew what it was, he wouldn't be able to communicate it. There's no uh, chance that I could roll with advantage due to all my research on the subject recently, is there? Uh, no, because all your research was wrong. Damn. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> 18. I got an 18. Oh, well. Theo three. got a 19. A 3. I also got an 18. Crap. Bez got a three. She's very upset because she does everything she's learned is wrong, so <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore. Here, I'll, good, I'll good roll to see 17. if Jasper knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, I got a natural 20. Oh my <laughs> god, Jasper hilarious. 100% knows what it is, and he's freaking out on Theo's back, but Theo's just like, no, Jasper, calm down. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> So no, nobody has any no, idea. No, nobody has any oh, idea. Oh, Ripperoni. And then Theo wants to check something. All right, what's Theo going to check? Well, he wants to uh, go up to the font uh, that he's closest to and just kind of inspect the water. Is it just pure water? Does it smell funny? Uh, if he touches it. He looks in it. The water is perfectly clean, but at the bottom he sees burned charcoal. Weird. That's weird. Can he? Uh, he's gonna call to the others and have them check the other fonts. Do you, do you guys see the same thing in there? Do we see the same thing? All three fonts are full of burned charcoal. Maybe it's like the water in the beginning. Ex- well, I mean, it says they will not extinguish our flame. So is this some sort of symbolic something with that? Maybe I should just try to light it on fire. Yeah, maybe we have to boil off all of this water and then and then make flame out of it. I mean, I can just try right now if you guys want me to. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I say go for it. I, I, I don't have any other ideas. Okay. Josh, how deep are these fonts? Uh, they, they cup down, and they're about two feet deep at their deepest. Okay. Then uh, Feely's is just going to reach in his whole arm's length to try to touch the charcoal so that way he can actually uh, try to light it on fire because it kind of speaks like contact, I think, with his feature. Okay. So he reaches down and he contacts it and he tries to ignite it. And the water bubbles a little bit. It boils, but it doesn't ignite. I think what he's going to do Can you pull then... it out of the water? Oh, Yeah. Uh, so I think before he does anything else, so then here, here Vez and, and then try to grab it. Can you grab it? Yeah, he can pull it out. Okay. Now if he tries to it just try seems to like it's fire. residual material. Oh, okay. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it's like still viable. It's just like it looks like it's been burned before. Okay, gotcha. But right now it's like waterlogged. Right. I mean, he's got torches. He kind of he brings out a torch and just kind of points to it. Just kind of gestures eh? It doesn't light. It's too waterlogged. Oh, no. Like He's pointing no, to the his... torch saying, should I light the torch? Oh, well, I was going to say, I, we just, just assume he stabs it with the torch and it doesn't light. Okay, okay. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, where are those buckets, Fio? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm... You we all left try. them in the cart. Okay, let's try to do what you just said. Okay, he'll concentrate his hand on the torch and then light on fire. And then he'll try to drop it into the water. It extinguishes as oh, soon as it hits the water. Perfect. 
Okay. Uh, we're not uh, torches. Don't burn in water. Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, I just thought it was like fake water, like we saw before <laughs> at the other sky. Well, I think that was just a magical torch feel. Wait, crap! Should we go back and get those? Mm, no, uh, I don't think no. so. Why not? We already have so. the shims and everything, and they're on the side well, of the, the river, too. Well, let's think about this. There's actual charcoal in the bottom of these, so it's it suggests that there was a real fire and not a magical well, fire. I mean, if, if I remember right, though, it's if there's like three of those sconces in the beginning. Yeah, but what if you take one out and the gravity thing comes back and it messes this whole thing up? Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty strong, and we can just bring them back. Mm, how about this? I... Uh, let me let me look around here first. Uh, can I take a closer look at some of the pillars, Josh? Yeah, sure. I just want to just eye over it very, very slowly. Yeah, give me a perception check. Yeah, I will. I will give you a perception check. Uh, that's a 13. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He looks over the pillars, and it's just a basic history of the Titan Wars, which was a war between the giants and the dragons about 500 years ago. And that's about it. Both of them disappeared, both of them lost, and then all the humanoid races okay. uh, took over the world. So there, yeah, there's no, there's no materials on there that we could use. To, no, okay. he's looking at it. It's just solid stone sculptures, beautiful but not very informative in this circumstance. Okay, he, here's what I think needs to happen. I think we need to just remove the water and then try and light these. Okay. But I don't know how to go about removing it since seeing as we don't have any well, hear, hear things me out. that can do that. If he is going to pipe up. Hear, hear me out. This, The thing said it that it won't destroy our spirits and we will prevail. What what symbolizes that more than those sconces that can light underwater? And, and also, I just I don't mean to be that guy, but I just, I mean, fire is pretty much a part of my identity, and I just something feels like that's right. I just I just, I just want to try it, okay? And we already did everything else. I'll be super careful. Can I, can I just try it? Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm convinced that whatever we need to do is contained with, w- within this room, but I, I won't stop you. Yeah, you can go ahead, so. Phil. We won't do anything dangerous while you're gone. I mean, I doubt that, but... Tuo's watching Theo, and he just he's like, whatever, and he runs over to Gunner, and he looks back. <laughs> <Don't> abandoned. <laughs> I, I know this sounds silly, but, like, I, there's just all this fire here, and I... And I tried to, to light it, but it didn't feel right because it didn't feel like it was... Like, when I tried to light it, even if it's waterlogged and stuff, like, I can kind of feel something from it, but it just didn't feel like I felt anything. And it just, I just want to try it because that just sounds like it prevails no matter what. All right. All right, just just, just go do it. I, all right. <laughs> I guess he, there... He starts walking back. There were three torches on the side uh, that we, we were on. Maybe Maybe he's got a point. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, I think we have one minute max before this entire oh, place crumbles. That would be so, pretty sweet, um, wouldn't funny, it? It's funny Aegon said that, because I swear Theo said that a minute ago. No, I don't think he did. 
Oh my goodness. Um, oh my gosh, you guys are bullying <laughs> Theo so Poor bad. Poor Theo. Oh my god. <laughs> he, so he makes his trek alone in the darkness all the way back to to the river area in that first room. But hey, his return journey is well lit because he grabs one of the torches, right? <laughs> he gets to bask in his own his own glory for just <laughs> yeah. a moment. Well, he grabs uh, all the of them, is, doesn't does he? he yeah, I, I think all he's going to grab all of them. One, two, three. Uh, to to make sure that no matter what, even if like one, for some reason, he can't get it out or extinguish, whatever. Okay. Just one's three. So he's just carrying this bundle of torches in his arms. They're all burning. And... That's okay. He's, he's, he's used to the heat. <laughs> okay. So he's going to take those back, and he's going to slowly walk back because he's trying to watch out for things, being very careful of the first traps. Just kind of rooming with himself, or not room, sorry. Just kind of brooding with himself. Just something just feels right about this. He just, he feels like it's connected, but no one else believes in him. So he'll just, he'll just keep trying. And he comes back. Like, it seems like it was okay. Nothing seemed to activate when I got in there. Um. Okay, well, um, do your thing, man. All right, I, all right. And he'll just he'll take it and slowly reach it down into the water to see if it extinguishes. All right, so he takes the torch and he puts it in the water and it dips below the surface and the flame stays. And he reaches all the way down to the charcoal and it ignites. Eh. Oh, crap! It worked! Holy crap! See? <laughs> oh, man, it's a good I thing I had that idea. <laughs> That's not cool, Aegon. Oh That's not cool. Oh, come on, Theo. Just That's take the funny. joke. It's just no. a joke, That's man. That's not funny. You've been oh. meaning me all day. It's not Boy. funny. Oh, man. All right, fine. And he'll do it again. So second. In, invigorated by his uh, correct assumption, Theo walks forward, and then he lights the second alcove. And the, wa- the fire is just burning. The water isn't boiling or anything. The fire is just going right through it as if it wasn't there. And then uh, before he gets to the last one, can can Fio make like a nature check to just kind of feel this flame and just make sure this is the right call and just kind of... Yeah, sure, give me a nature check. Because he's been really trying to entune himself with fires so that isn't such a, an outburst, isn't such a damaging thing. He's trying to control it best he can. Yeah, sure. There we go. That is a 10? No, wait, plus... Uh, no, I don't get anything. Yeah, 10. <laughs> it's fire. It's It's fire. Okay. Although Theo can feel the power behind it. Okay. I think that still gives him some It's a very solace. powerful fire. Cool. Okay. Then he'll reach the last one in and light the charcoal. And as soon as the brazier lights, the massive door, uh, the massive double doors in front of you begin to glow as if heating up and becoming molten. And Vez is the furthest one standing back, and she hears laughter behind her. Very <laughs> light laughter. And she oh, looks back, and she sees the old man standing behind her. And <laughs> he says something in a language that I don't think any of you understand. But you recognize it as draconic. Ooh. Hmm. And then the doors begin to slide open with the sound of metal grating slowly across stone. And there is a rush of air as this 
as a burst of wind sucks air into the room and the wind extinguishes all the flames you had ignited in the uh, pedestals. What? That's crazy. And it's silent for a second. And then you hear a low growl come from deep (laughs) inside the chamber that you just opened. And then there's a boom. And then a second boom. And a cloud of black smoke billows out of the doorway. And through the smoke, on either side of the, the doorway, 20 feet apart, you see two massive claws grab the walls as something begins to walk forward. What? hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.